Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? It is Friday Fire number 27, TFI Friday, as we like to say around here. Thank goodness it's Friday. I am Sam, the small business surgeon. Welcome to the show today. It's Friday, August 6th, 2021. And good Lord, where did this year go? Where did this year go, guys? It's been such a busy year. And then I had a birthday this week. So my biggest question is, well, shit, where did my life go? Turn, turn 41 uh, this week. And that's, that's, that's having a bigger effect on me, I think, than turning 40 did. Uh, because at 40, you can still see your 30s. But at 41, they're gone, man. And the only thing on the horizon is, is these, uh, the rest of these 40s and your 50s. And the days are long when you live them. You know, the days are long, but the years are short. And I've heard many, many people older than me lament this fact and talk about it. But by God, that time just, it flies by. I don't feel 41. I feel like a 25-year-old kid with 16 years of experience, you know? I don't feel 41 on the inside but then when I look in the mirror I see the old old guy staring back I see a few wrinkles I see a few gray hairs and I start to wonder where did the time go so what I wanted to do today guys was to take this episode and share some of the most important things uh, that I believe are important that I've learned along the way so that I can share some of this knowledge that this gray-haired 41 year old fucking teenager seems to have acquired along the the, the way so um i do want to just say that as always there's no fee for the show i don't charge anything for this i don't run adverts or commercials on the small business surgeon so guys do me a favor if you get something out of today's podcast go ahead take a screenshot of it share it on your instagram stories share it on your social media and uh, just do me and everybody else a favor and help get the word out for the show and if you're not following us on instagram yet we do post reels over there pretty much every day post some good stuff on there and share other content uh run out and check out the small business surgeon on instagram i would be forever grateful all right so here are some things that i learned in my 41 years that i hope that you guys find valuable and if i can shortcut a couple of lessons for you and if i can help you avoid some of the mistakes that i've made then uh, we'll call it a win and we'll uh, we'll call it a good day so i'm just gonna jump right into it there's a list of shit that i have learned be grateful for the things you have that for me was uh, a game changer and I know some of you that listen to the show regularly have heard me go on about it before but being grateful for the things that you have and not looking over at your neighbor and coveting the things that he's got you know you stop looking for happiness 
in other people's things. Look at all the positive things in life that you've got and be grateful for them. And, you know, people clap back at me and say, well, there's nothing good going on in my life, you know, it's just shit. And I just get up and I go to work and I'm like, no, you've got to stop and count the positive things. You've got a roof over your head. You've got shoes on your feet. You've got a little bit of money. There's a little bit of food. You've got someone maybe you wake up next to. You've got to start counting the positive things because if you start to focus on negative, all you'll see is negative. So being grateful for the things you've had and focusing on them and not negative things has made such an immense difference in my life. And happiness is a choice. It's not a destination you know, a lot of people say, oh, when I get this new truck, I'll be happy. Or, oh, when I get this new car, I'll be happy. Or, oh, when I, I get to this promotion, I'll be happy. But, like, happiness is, is a choice. And it's something you've got to fill up every single day. You've got to fill that happiness tank. And you've got to intentionally reflect on your choice to be happy every day. And I get to happiness by being grateful. So that's the number one thing I learned along the way. And again, I know a lot of you have heard me say that before, but everything in my life starts with gratitude and being grateful for what I have. Number two, save some money, guys. Save your fucking money. For the love of God, save some money. Your grandparents always used to say, well, save it for a rainy day. And if you're not smart enough to realize that it's always gonna fucking rain then come on, I I don't know how to help you. There is a spot on this planet where it's raining right now. There's a spot in your life where it's raining right now. It's always gonna rain. Just be the guy with the fucking umbrella. It's not hard. It's discipline. Take that money, every single paycheck, pay yourself first and save some for a rainy day because it rains every single day in the fucking world. It is going to rain on you. It is. That's a fact. It's going to rain. Be prepared for that. If you take 10% of every penny that passes through your hands, everything you make, whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, whether you've got a regular W-2 job, whatever it is, however you get your money, it doesn't matter if you're on government fucking assistance. Whenever you get your money, take that 10% and set it to the side and learn to live off 90%. And your savings will grow faster than you would ever think possible. And you will have money when it rains. I cannot stress how important it is not to fucking spend everything you make. That was number two. This is number three. Take care of your health. Yeah, we all hate that idea, don't we? I don't particularly like going to the doctor. Some know-it-all fuck that's going to like poke me and prod me and shit and tell me what to do. But it's important to do it. You've got to take care of your health. Look, when uh, when COVID first hit and, you know, people were freaking out and we were seeing videos from China of fellas dropping dead in the street and all that shit. When COVID first hit, we had a choice to make, right? You can either, as Andy Dufresne said in the Shawshank Redemption, you can either get busy living or get busy dying. And so when COVID first came about, I decided to make some choices, take more exercise, eat a little better, take care of my health, take the right supplements, stop doing as much stupid shit. And through taking care of my health and being proactive, when I did get COVID, eh, it wasn't so bad. 
it was up and down and it was gone in a few days. And somebody made the comment, oh, you're lucky, you just got a mild dose of it. I'm like, no, I got the same dose as everyone else. I just spent the last year and a half going on walks and taking supplements and going to the gym and not eating all the fried chicken I wanted to and just taking care of my health. And you don't realize when you're 20s, you think you're fucking immortal. You think it's going to last forever, but it doesn't. And I've got some creaky bones and some achy joints. I've got a few little things and the check engine light's starting to come on. And, uh, you know, I've been looking after myself and things aren't so bad. But if I hadn't, see me in my 30s, I don't know how many of you have followed my journey, but me in my 30s was overweight, like significantly overweight. My early 30s, I was close to 285, 290 pounds at six foot four, which, you know, is, uh, is morbidly fucking obese. And if I had carried on that route, I'd probably have been dead by now by a heart attack. You know, taking care of your health and understanding that this is the only body you've got. And if you want to be around for a long time, you've got to do things in your 20s and 30s that the man that you become in your 60s and 70s will thank you for. And if you're running around right now and you're obese and you're drinking too much and you're taking a bunch, doing a bunch of fucking drugs and partying, is 70-year-old you going to thank you for that? Or is 70-year-old you going to be fucking irritated with you? Or is 70-year-old you not going to exist? Because I tell you one thing that I see. I see it in America. I see a lot of fat people. Right? And you see a lot of fat people, and you go to the right places, you'll see a lot of old people. But I tell you what, you won't see many fucking old fat people. You just won't. You get fat, you get old, and you die. So take care of your body now. Take care of your health now. Take care of it now while it's easier because it doesn't get any easier to look after yourself as you get older. Everything aches a little bit more. Everything creaks a little bit more. And if I'd made better decisions in my late 20s and early 30s that a lot of the ages that you guys that I'm talking to are, if I'd made better decisions then, I'd be in a little better uh, state right now when it comes to my joints and when it comes to uh, a couple of other things that i got to get fixed. <clears throat> so take care of your health. Because the older you get, the worse it gets. And you see fat people in this country and you see old people in this country, but you do not see old fat people. Let that be the warning bell. <clears throat> All right. I'm moving on from that. Stop fucking drinking. Good Lord. Just stop. Just put it down. Just quit. Now, I'm not asking you to stop drinking altogether. I did. But stop drinking for the wrong fucking reasons, guys. Stop drinking to numb the pain. Stop drinking to go to sleep. Stop drinking to take the edge off. You need your fucking edge. You need it. If I could change one thing in my life, if there's one thing that I regret at this point, it is the amount of alcohol that I consumed and the amount of damage that that did to myself, to my body, to my relationships with the people I loved, the amount of damage it did to my businesses, the amount of damage it did to my family. And I drank for negative reasons. I drank because I was unhappy. I drank to fill a void, to take away pain. 
I drank to take the edge off when I needed the fucking edge. I drank to cover shit up. I drank to hide being miserable. And I was miserable because I was fat and I drank too much. So I'd eat more to comfort myself. And I'd drink more to take the edge off so I could get to fucking sleep. Guys, you've got to stop. You will not become an old alcoholic. It does not fucking happen. I've had friends die in their 40s from liver failure. I've had friends die in their 50s from liver failure. Alcohol's serious business. And if you're happy, and if you're in a good place, and if you're socializing with your friends, by all means, guys, have a drink, tear it up, enjoy yourselves. I'm not coming at you like a fucking nun. But if you're drinking for the wrong reasons, and if you're drinking to take away the pain, and if you're drinking to numb something that you know shouldn't be in your life, and you're just drinking so it fucking goes away for another day, stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop drinking. And get some fucking help. Reach out to somebody that's been through it. Reach out to a guy that's walked the walk. Reach out to a guy that's fucked up. There's plenty of mentors out there. Find a group. Find Alcoholics Anonymous. Do whatever the fuck it takes. But look at yourself in the mirror. And if you're an entrepreneur, and if you're in your 20s, and if you're in your 30s, and if you're overweight, and if you're drinking too much, you fucking know it. I don't know it. You know it. On the inside. Stop drinking if I could go back and change one fucking thing about my life it would be the amount of alcohol I've consumed alright gonna turn the page <clears throat> so you can hear my notepad rattling over here segueing on from that don't be afraid to ask for help you know I was raised very very British very stiff upper lip very, you don't show emotion. You've got to uh, handle your own shit internally. Don't show weakness in front of the other guys. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really the ideal way to be raised. Uh, it's just the way I was, I was brought up because that was the way the, the men around me were brought up and that was the way that the men around them were brought up. And it just, the whole stigma about asking for help. I mean, do you know what happens when you put your hand up and say, hey, I'm struggling, I can't do this? So many people out there love you and you don't even realise it. So many people out there are watching you and watching your journey and watching your trajectory, but you don't really realise it. And it might be your friends from one walk of life or it might be a client from a business or it might be a boss or... I don't know who it is, but I guarantee more people are watching you than you will ever realise. And if you put your hand up and say help, I'm struggling, you will get an overwhelming number of people reach out to you to help you. Now, the key here, the absolute key, is to follow through on the advice that the people that help you give you. Because successful people, in my experience, get an immense amount of joy, not from money, but from helping other people to succeed. And if you come in and you do the work and they get to help you succeed, it provides something to them that money can't buy. So successful people are always looking for hardworking people that they can pick up and nurture and mentor, 
if you ask. And it took me far too long to understand this. So many times I struggled by myself because I didn't want to show weakness. I didn't want people to know that I didn't really understand what I was going through and I was just kind of fucking winging it. I didn't want anyone to know that because I was afraid to ask for help. And so you struggle and struggle and struggle and you wear yourself out and you stress yourself out and your blood pressure goes up and you're taking heart medication or drinking or whatever the fuck it is you're doing because you're afraid to ask for help. And I'm telling you now, I'm giving you permission. It is okay to put up your hand and say, help, I am struggling. More people than you realize have struggled in the past. Case in point, I don't really touch on this much. Um, in fact, I don't know that I've ever said it um, on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> but there was a time when, before I had children, um, my wife miscarried our first child at right around 18, 19 weeks. And I thought it was the end of the world. I really did. And miscarriage is something that nobody ever fucking talks about. But after that miscarriage, I didn't put my hand up and ask for help. I didn't. After that miscarriage, people reached out to me and they said, Hey, we lost our first baby. Hey, we had a miscarriage at 22 weeks. Hey, this has happened to us. You're not alone. Hey, we've been trying to conceive for three years and we've lost four babies. It's unbelievable how many people have lost a baby. It's unbelievable how many people struggle and how many people suffer. And when people are on the other side of the struggle, it's been 11 years since that miscarriage. I'm on the other side of it. It's okay, I can talk about it. But maybe you're 11 weeks out from a miscarriage and you can't talk about it. Maybe it still hurts. But when you put your hand up and you're struggling with something, the people that have already lived through it want to help you. So if you're struggling in business and you put your hand up and say help, somebody's going to lean out and they're going to say, hey, I've been through this, I can help you. And if you do the work, they'll keep helping you. Do not be afraid to ask for help. You will get a lot further in life living and working as part of a, a team or a village or a community than you will ever get just forcing shit by yourself. Ask for help. All right, number six. <clears throat> hire a mentor. Jesus, fuck, hire a mentor. I cannot say that with enough emphasis. <clears throat> what mentors have done for me, as well as help when I asked for help, but what they've done for me is compress time. I am buying knowledge that would take me or has taken me previously years to learn. I'm buying education. I'm compressing time by using somebody else's experiences and by paying them to teach me the path that they took. And it sounds counterintuitive at first. I'm trying to make more money. Well, how do I make more money? Well, certainly not by spending $1,000 a month on somebody to mentor me. Surely, that's $1,000 a month. I've got to protect my bottom line. It doesn't work like that, guys. 
You see, the more you spend on education, the more valuable you become in the marketplace. So hire a mentor and compress that time and compress that learning and become great at what it is you want to do by learning lessons and surrounding yourself with people that are already great at it. The best money I have ever spent in my life has been on educating myself. And the best way I have found to educate myself is find people that do what I want to do. They're experts in the areas I want to be experts in. And I add them to my social circles and I pay them for their time and I pay them for their lessons and I pay them for their wisdom and they compress my fucking learning curve. And it's the best money I've ever spent. Hire a mentor. If you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, I don't give a fuck if you're in your 50s. Hire somebody that is where you want to go and pay them to show you how to get there. All right, number seven. I'm going to get all hippie on you for a minute. Love freely. Don't be stingy with it. And be quick to forgive. Life's too fucking short for grudges. It's too short to hold on to that shit. It's too short to be angry with people. I've been taken over the years for fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars from people that I've trusted and that have lied and that have cheated and that have embezzled and that have flat out defrauded. There's only really been a few big occasions, but it's added up. And if I sat here right now and I listed off everybody that had fucking robbed from me or everybody that had done me wrong and if I had a list of people that I was going to kill, like the little girl off of Game of Thrones that just recites the names of the people that you've pissed off or that's pissed you off, all you become from that is pissed off and angry. There's no positivity in there. Whatever happened between you has happened. It's done. It's over. And I'm going to fuck up the quote, but there's a very famous quote from Tupac. And... It's got to do with when people can no longer sit at your table. Just because I don't want you at my table doesn't mean I don't want you to succeed at your own table. Right? Just love freely. Just fucking be kind and loving to everybody you encounter. You know? Everybody gets to fuck me once. But until they do, I give that love freely. I give the friendship freely. And... If they fuck it up, I don't hold a grudge. They just don't belong at my table anymore. And we move right along. And there's no negativity. And there's no grudges. And there's no revenge. There's no vengeance. It's just, hey, that guy fucked up. And he can't come where we're going. Sucks to be him. And you just move on. Don't hold grudges, guys. Life's too fucking short. Number eight. Show up on time. And do what the fuck you say you are going to do. I'm going to say that again. Show up on time. Do what you say you are going to do. Prove yourself reliable to the world. And you will become an anchor. You will become known as reliable. You will become known 
as on time and other people value that more than you can ever realize if you are on time and you do what you say you are going to do people will trust you with bigger and bigger and bigger things the more value you can bring to them the more they will pay you the more they will help you and it all starts with my core value number one show up on time and do what you say you're going to do and if people I work with do that, I promote them. I pull them in closer. They resonate and they reflect my core values and they can be relied upon and they can be trusted. Right? So be sure to be reliable and be trustworthy because the amount of doors just showing up on time and doing the fucking work, the amount of doors that opens will blow your mind. All right, number nine. This is it. This is the last one. We're going to wrap it up. My rundown of 41 years of running headfirst into problems. <laughs> like that guy on the jogging trail that hits a fucking spider web and is flapping his hands everywhere. That's how it's felt. 41 years of charging headfirst into shit and fixing problems and figuring out life. The last piece of advice I'm going to give you you are going to die. Wow. That kind of sucked, didn't it? You are going to die. And all you have left in life, all you have left is the time from you hearing me say this until the time it happens. That's it. So why are you fucking around? Why are you doing things that make you miserable? Why haven't you sat down and figured out who you want to be yet and what you want to do yet? Why are you settling for an average job and an average car and an average house? Why are you settling for this shit? Everybody dies. All you have left is from now until whenever that happens. You know, you've got to understand who you are and follow that person and, and go and follow the core influences and become who you want to be. Look, I had, I had coffee the other day, right, with an old colleague and she's, uh, she's getting up to, to late 50s and she's had the same job for, ooh, man, we worked together in, well, it's been 15 years. So she's probably had the same job for the last 10 years or so. And I was just having coffee with her and, you know, I could sense something was off and I asked her what's up and, you know, this poor lady, she's, again, mid-late 50s, I don't know how old she is, but she's getting up there. And she dreaded going to work. She absolutely hated her fucking job. They were short-staffed. They were invoking mandatory overtime. And they were working this poor girl to the bone to where she says, I'm a happy person in the morning and I get to work and this dread just comes over me. And it's like I have to wear this fucking job and I hate it and I can't wait to get out of there and take it off. How many of you guys are living a life that doesn't align with who you are? Because when I asked her, I said, what do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? And her primary overriding directive had been to raise kids. Well, the kids are in their fucking mid-twenties now. They're gone. You know? Husband's gone. 
What are you going to do with your life? You're going to keep waking up and going to be miserable, going to work to be miserable. How, how many of you are living a life that doesn't align with who you are? Listen to me, right? You will fucking die. That's the only thing that I can guarantee is going to happen in your life. That's it. Anything else, who fucking knows? But you will die. So spend the time between now and then intentionally creating the life you want. The time's going to pass anyway. Like, it's, it's going to go by anyway. You're going to fucking live and then you're going to die. And what you've got in between is life. That's it. You've just got the days. So spend time intentionally creating the life you want. <clears throat> Do you know what the ultimate version of you looks like? Have you thought about that? Do you know how much money the ultimate version of you has? Have you even even daydreamed about it? Where does the ultimate version of you live? Where does the most elite version of you work at? Where's the most elite version of you hang out with? Who are your friends? You can design every last little bit of this. And if you haven't done already, you really should. But first off, design the ultimate version of you. Understand what your perfect day looks like. When I go through this exercise with clients and I say, what does your perfect day look like? Most of them just don't know. They just shrug and I have to draw it out of them. Well, what time are you going to wake up? Oh, well, you know, 5, 5.30. Okay, then what? Well, I'll go to work. No, 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 no. Your perfect average day, you might wake up you might have a gratitude journal. You might go sit, drink coffee on your back porch, watch the sun come up. You might go for a walk. You might exercise. You might do a little bit of reading. You might go take a shower, have a nice breakfast, and then go to work. You will do whatever you tell yourself to do. And for so many years, guys, I wasted my life being hungover and rolling out of bed and taking a quick fucking shower and piling out the door and getting to the office hungover at 8.30, having got out of bed at 7.52 because that was as late as I could make it. That's not living. What does your perfect day look like? What are your core influences? What is it that drives you? What is your mission? Why are you here? Take some time and go and look for the answers to those questions. Go rewire your mind and start living a life that aligns with your core influences. Start living for your passions. Because I'm 41 years old now, guys. And I'm not going to be here forever. None of us are. Time's running out. And I may live to 42 or I may live to 99. I hope it's closer to the latter, obviously. But the only thing between me and living the life that I want has been sitting down and designing it. And I'm almost there. Most mornings I have are my ideal mornings. I wake up, I write down the things I'm grateful for, I practice gratitude, drink a big-ass glass of water, I take a couple of vitamins, and I head out the door and I go for a walk, 
and I walk for 30 or 45 minutes and I listen to podcasts and I watch the fucking sun come up and then I get back and I take a shower and then I run over across town, I go pick up my kids from their mom, I drop my kids off at school or I bring them to the office. I sit and I spend time writing a social media post and I get that up, I get that pushed out and then I sit and I spend 20 minutes reading and I take in some knowledge for the day and then I drink a cup of coffee and I watch downtown wake up every day. And if that's not the fucking perfect morning, I mean, I could be on a beach doing it, you know, but based around what I do for a living and based around the town I live in, I can't think of a more ideal way to start a day. It wasn't hard. So I've gone from hungover, rolling out of bed and getting to my office at the very last minute to being up and about three hours before I get to work. And in those three hours, that's what I use to build my fucking day. The only thing in between you and the life you want to live is you haven't sat down and thought about what that looks like. You haven't said, I'm setting an alarm for 5.15. And you haven't said, I'm going for a walk. And you haven't said, I am going to sit and drink this coffee and watch the sun come up before I leave for work. Your perfect morning's right there. Your perfect day's right there. You just gotta go and get it. The only thing between you and the life you want is in between your fucking ears. And that is probably the most important lesson I've learned in the last 41 years. I hope that you all got something out of that. That went pretty fucking deep. Um, That was scripted to be about 15 minutes, if that gives you any uh, idea of how deep that went. But I hope you all got something out of it. And if you did, as always, do me a favor. Screenshot it, share it on Instagram, make it part of your stories, post it on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, wherever you share your stuff. Tag me, at Small Business Surgeon. And uh, if you're not following the Instagram page, go ahead and give us a follow. Leave a review on iTunes, whatever you feel like. Just help other people to find the show and uh, let them know that there's a better way to be doing life. All right, that's it from me today. Happy fucking Friday. I hope you'll have an amazing weekend. Uh, we got a great show coming up Monday morning as well. We've got um, <clears throat> one of the greatest, greatest, greatest young salesmen I've ever had the pleasure of coming into contact with uh zach sasser will be our guest on monday so you'll tune in for that have a fucking wonderful weekend don't drink too much don't party too hard and uh, i will see you guys monday you'll take care and stay safe this has been the small business surgeon podcast if you made it this far you clearly liked it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.